I struggle to, you know, put like I struggle to define it and out of choice because I don't want to give it that legitimacy, you know, but unfortunately that exists. So like how would you describe you know, social slash racial hierarchy here? Wait, do you want me? Oh my god, do you want me to do it? Or no, I mean, you know, uh, I think it's an important question to ask, and it's a difficult one because I, I think a lot of people would not admit to this. And it goes back to what you said about, you know, social proof. You know, there are examples of this. There are people who have, you know, hurt you because of that need for social proof more than anything else. So it does point to, um, you know, some sort of systemic um, hierarchy or a systemic or a mental model that everybody has in their head like I will deny it I, or I will I will say that I will disagree with it but I am aware of it you know? of course that's exactly you know? what I'm so thinking I mean for me one thing I talk I think about a lot is white privilege I think about this a lot and how I think about it is um, I am aware that I have white privileges but I will never be aware of my white privileges because I will never know did being white help me specifically in this interview did it help me specifically with this client did it specifically help me while I'm while I was looking with this agent for a new apartment I know it's there but I will never be able to understand really how in detail my privilege is given. You know what I mean? All I can try to tell myself is, Jazz, you got to be aware of the fact that you have this damn privilege okay. and that you cannot understand what it's like for someone else. Like, I can hear your stories. Remember when you told me that you, you know, you, you took your WhatsApp picture out when you guys were looking for an apartment? Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. in my head all the time because I sure did not struggle to get something when I whipped out my German passport, yep. you know? And so I'm aware of these things, but, and, and then that's again why I'm struggling with, with like putting it in, like I don't, see, I don't, I don't see it, but I want to be aware because I am the privileged one. And I'll be, I'll be very, very blind, um, ignorant to not have this awareness or remind myself of it you know what i mean you um know, J jasmine like knowing you i know for a fact that when it comes to interviews you ace it not because you're white it's because you're awesome right so um i'll take it yeah about, about the rental part though i mean that's an unfortunate reality i've talked about this before in previous podcast episodes for context for people who are listening to this um you know when it comes to renting apartments um, there's a lot of things that i do to maximize my chances of viewing uh, one of them includes removing my picture from um, WhatsApp simply because I don't get refused at first go when they see that I'm Indian. Um, it is it is a reality that I've come to accept. It's an unfortunate one, but you know you got to do what you got to do. So, like if we talk about hierarchy, I think um, what I can say is from my experience, um, no one gives a shit when I'm walking around with a Chinese man. No one would give a shit if I walk around with a white man. I guess not that I made the experience of holding hands with a white man in Singapore ever. I, um, don't, know. I don't know about uh, with with a Chinese man. I want to say so. My experience is, and I've uh, don't have a lot of experience, but my experience is that it's it's not something that gets a lot of attention. Black man does get attention, but I don't think it's the attention for a white woman and a black man. It's the attention of a black person in Singapore. 
Um, right. because okay. like I've, right. I've just a week ago I was on a, on a bus and it was a oh, this gorgeous black woman was in a bus and I, I saw her walking out the bus and I just watched this crowded bus stop staring at her like I didn't okay. look at her I just looked at her surroundings and literally every single person just looked at her walking away every single person standing there so I like that's why I'm saying like I think when I'm walking with a black man in Singapore it's not so much about our like this interracial couple it's just like a black person it's just like it's, yeah. it's still kind of yeah. a new thing here um or just a rarity i think most stares i definitely get for being with a brown man that's like okay. the only thing i can say about hierarchy and then you we, we spoke about earlier um what you get for singaporean chinese and what i get for like oh okay wow so oh, she's open-minded yeah exactly exactly yeah, right I will say this, though. So it's like in a lot of Internet forums, especially, um, you know, which are more often than not, you know, uh, male dominated. Um, there's a lot of talk about how, um, you know, they're like, oh, fucking, you know, girls from Singapore. You know, they don't like us Singaporean men. They just prefer, you know, white men, AMDK and all that shit. And hypocritically, um, you know, they fetishize, um, you know, if. The, the fact that, you know, there is, uh, let's say, a Chinese man with, with a white woman. So it's like these forums are all about, oh, you know, fucking, uh, fucking Singaporean women always trying to, like, you know, get white dick. And then when there are pictures of, you know, uh, Asian people or Singaporeans with, with uh, a white woman, then like, oh, yeah, boy, you know, you made it. So it's like, on the one hand... Um, there is a disdain. You judge that, yeah. but then you like, go for it, right? brother. So it, it, it points a lot of sal saltiness, essentially. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting a girl. Not I'm not getting laid, so let me get it, angry. It totally must be because she has uh, a white fetish. But <laughs> then if I get laid with a white girl, it's because I'm awesome. You know, so there's a lot of that uh, personal um, stuff. Which again play. leads to this whole fetish thing. Um, I'm still trying to f to... I think to find out for myself if I think this is positive or negative. You know what I mean? Like, okay, obviously I hate it when people have the fucking audacity to ask me for my man's dick size. Yeah. Absolutely hate it. But it's gotten to a point where it used to be uncomfortable to me just playing along and be like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Or whatever, like pushing it because you can be either uncomfortable, you make jokes about it, or you just snap back and, 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 kind of throw a shade that people know I shouldn't have done that. So I've, I've kind of like have, I've found my ways on, on how I respond to it. Either sometimes I just laugh at it. Sometimes I'm just go quiet, but whatever I feel is I can do with this person. I'd like to let them know that I'm annoyed with this question and that's uh, inappropriate, but you usually kind of do it in joke ways so that hopefully the message gets delivered. How do they respond to it? Like when you go like, Hey, it's not cool that you ask me about, you know, dick size and stuff. I think my, my, my most, I think my when I've, I've never thought so much about it, but if I think about my two typical response, I think it would be one is, first of all, 90% of the questions that I'm getting are asked by men. Is like, wow, okay, is that insecurity right. asking? That's a response I like to give back? No, I'm, that's my reply. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, phew. Are you asking <laughs> out of yeah. insecurity? <laughs> because it's none of your business. You know what I mean? So... I just let you sit with that. I, th I think that's a common one. And the other one is, again, probably very similar. Why am I getting this question only when I'm dating a black man? 
Right. So I think I like to just, instead of answering, just throw that back and make people think. I do, I definitely, whenever I get this question, I make sure people understand that I get this question way too often. Just to let, it, let that sit with them without judging it. Just kind of like be aware that I get this question a lot and, and let them think about it. Is I it okay that I asked that just now? Because she seems to get that a lot. Why do people ask that all the time? I, I wonder if it's because people think of it as a positive stereotype. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, big dick. Big dicks are great. And like if I ask her about, you know, big dicks, like maybe she would like, you know, talk about it with pride. I don't know. Cause <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't <laughs> know. You know, it's like it's, it's an overtly <laughs> sexual question that does, shouldn't necessarily come up in small talk. <laughs> yeah, man, he's so big. big like, you know, it's fuck? I don't know. I, it's it's. So in some ways, it's a positive stereotype, and especially among men, where it's like, you know, we, our self-esteem is directly proportional to the size of our dick, you know, so. Um, Which, by the way, shouldn't be the case, guys. <laughs> I try to tell myself that every night. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think the reality is that, like, a lot of people think of it as a positive stereotype, and I think because they don't know enough um, black people they probably don't know what's un what's acceptable um, questions and what aren't you know because if there were like a much larger uh, black population or an African population um, maybe these conversations would have happened sooner in the like earlier in their lives and then they would know like what cultural faux pas not to you know uh, stumble into so it might be very similar to you know that that boy nine years ago that was like oh white girl I'll just take her home yeah, and know, then he like didn't really I don't <laughs> think he meant to insult me he was like party on girl I'm you know I came for you <laughs> and so but you did mention that he was like you know afterwards quite contrite he was and like, he was oh, like oh shit, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, like you can see it working like inside his mind like wait wait this is not how it works but, she, but you're blonde right <laughs> like kind of like this right so that's why I'm saying when whenever we talk about this I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out for myself, am I supposed to be offended? Is this fetish thing a, a bad thing or a good thing? Because reality is I'm 30 years old and the only thing I can say about my stereotype, about the type of men that I'm going for is that they are what's exotic to me. As yeah. I said, I've never dated a blonde, blue-eyed man. Um, but other than that, you can't really narrow it down because in the end, you better be smart and that's when I like you. Like I, Then there's more like char character stuff that I go for. So... I've always had this and I'm, I'm always just wondering, is it curiosity? Is, this, is it good? Is it bad? Um, like, what is this? What is the intention of this question? Wh where am I putting it? Is it a neutral question? I'm definitely not neutral. I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you ask neutrally? <laughs> so about your boyfriend's <laughs> dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example. But I'm just saying, saying like you also said, you know, that these guys that these girls have a white man fetish. I'm just saying like whenever you call it a, a fetish, which to me is just a preference in appearance, you know, which in the end, the the first thing I noticed about the man that I'm with was his appearance, you know, yeah. and, and, and that could be his smile, that could be whatever, but in the end, that's why we then ended up having conversation and getting to know each other more. So um, I'm just wondering, like calling it a fetish or whatever, isn't it just a preference? Is So I'm also very conflicted about this because I've been told that I have a certain fetish, which in my mind is fucking crazy. Like... Um, there are people who tell me that, oh, do you have like an Asian girl fetish? Do you have like a Chinese girl fetish? And I'm like, I have a fetish for anyone who agrees to go out with me. You know, it's just, <laughs> a, like, I'm just desperate. Right? I'll make friends with hookers. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to do this already earlier. And I just, 
sorry. Ah, no, I'm good. I'm good. But but that's the thing, right? So it's like you know, I have the same struggle as you do in the sense that I've often like, especially when I get questions, you know, from our friends, and especially like you know when I reveal certain details about my past dating life, and then they join the dots and like, oh, oh, another you know Chinese girl. It's like, oh, is that a fetish? So it might be facetious, but at the same time, I I try to think about whether wait is there an actual um preference or racial preference that i have um you uh, you mentioned something about novelty you you mentioned something about you know exotic so if you grow up in a particular place and if you're living in a multicultural society there is a sense of oh you know this is something new and novel so i'd like some of that i'd like to try that i'd like to you know figure out there about would that be considered a fetish i don't think so but i think we have to constantly ask ourselves this question and if our dating history um has a particular pattern we owe it to ourselves to understand it i don't think we should judge ourselves for it yeah but i know? for example i understand my dating pattern okay right i was 12 years old and my first crush was asher i right. was i i was obsessed with r&b and 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 rap music and everyone that i idolized and i was a fan of was black so it it was not surprising that growing up i ended up dating black men So this point uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Um and and but that again also is a bit of a culture thing. We we spoke about that before, not not here but um hip hop has a certain vocabulary. There's a sip, a certain humor, there's a certain way to dress and all that stuff and and then there's just easy to be on one page or on yep. the same page. So like I know where that comes from. Um do I consider it a fetish? No, you know. So and this is where things get pretty interesting. So I I personally believe that our preferences and not fetish our preferences are influenced a lot by media right so you know i i know that we're going back to like social proof and stuff like that but you know media influence in my opinion does play a huge part in how we perceive um certain groups of people and how we want to align with certain groups of people um you know to go back to um you know some of our you know some indian men who fetishize uh, white skin for example a lot of it you know can be chalked to media influence you know the prevalence of media the prevalence of um eurocentric beauty standards does play a part yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be the case because in the end um uh, the vast majority of indian men uh prefer indian women and it boils down to you know cultural affinity and all that stuff but there is that you know positive reinforcement through media and i i dare say like you know all of our preferences come through that right so yeah is it a bad thing <sighs> not really but does it deserve some self introspection perhaps um i i struggle with this because when ev- everybody talks about preference and fetishes it's more often than not in a negative sense and it's more often than not from someone else you know we don't think of it as a fetish we don't think it's just preference like she was there that's my preference 2 meters apart you know yeah. that's that's pretty much it so um but then you start looking at whether did you put yourself there specifically because of these things or are there certain environments that you like because of that particular um situation or people um then it gets pretty murky and weird and i i just honestly i i struggle with this a lot too um yeah. and i don't know i think to be honest every time i'm asking myself this whole how do i feel about people's reaction when i tell them i'm dating a black or brown man because it always gets a reaction and i'm wondering am i insulted am i annoyed am am i just accepting it i'm always trying to be obviously very neutral because i know sometimes i'm pushing it because i'm just like yeah of course you're going to have a reaction let me just add a little <laughs> to it i do I enjoy am like those that moments, sometimes you know? so <laughs> but 
I think my conclusion is always, I think I just want to be in a world where no one reacts. Hmm. As someone who enjoys attention, like <laughs> I, I will take attention in any form. It, it can be simply because, you know, I have yellow boots and I'm wearing nothing else. You know, that's that's the kind of attention that I enjoy. And if this helps me get that attention, I wouldn't mind it. But it does go back to what you said about is it coming in from a good place? You know, like questions about, uh, you know, of an, a very intimate nature, like what you often get. Um, I think, okay, I think I know why it bothers me. I feel that the moment I told someone that my friend is, my boyfriend is either black or brown or a mix, and it was this, oh, good for you, like this, this, um, you, you know, you're making an effort to, to enter this community. It almost made me feel like he was lower than me. You know what I mean? That someone was like, oh, wow, this white girl, she went out there and, and, Sometimes I think I get very protective over my partner because I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing this for charity. You know what I mean? Right. I think I don't like the idea that someone thinks my race is better than the race that I'm dating. And that implication in the back of my mind makes me uncomfortable when the question comes. Whew, this is a tough one, and I dare say it's out of the scope of uh, interracial dating, but there is something that's been, uh, there's a concept that's been doing the rounds in on the Singapore internet lately. Um, it's called Pinkerton Syndrome. Have you heard of it? No. So Pinkerton Syndrome is essentially, um, for the lack of a better definition, white fetish. Um, so it is um, um, an internalized belief that um, white is right, West is best, and therefore, um, positive attributes are applied to um, you know white people in the sense that they're smarter, they're more capable, and therefore higher deserving of uh, you know salaries and all that stuff. The reason why I bring this up is because um, you know Singapore, of course, is a post-colonial country. Um, they kind of it's there's a lot of talk about you know post-colonial hangover and all that stuff, um, and also the fact that it's a multicultural uh, city with a lot of people and all that, and you tend to ascribe a certain economic and social desirability to different people. I'm not saying this is exclusively for white people. Um, I would say that this also applies to people from Japan and Korea. Like, holy shit, the, the Japan boner that, that Singapore has is incredible. Um, I was reading this <laughs> article um, last year. So apparently in 2019 or 2018, Singaporeans spent a grand total of $1 trillion in Japan. In tourism. Why am I not surprised? You know, though? and it's like so. It's an obsession. Yeah. So could it be like a Japan fetish? Maybe not. But then again, you know, so Japanese folks have a lot of po positive, you know, social and cultural attributes, and it's just considered like awesome to be associated with yeah. it, right? And I find this very interesting because um, I've also heard stories about some people talking about the cliquish nature of Japanese expats, which is something that a lot of people say a lot of things about expat cliques, right? So it's like um, a, a Japanese expat clique is not considered bad it's just that oh them just being themselves and all that whereas an indian expat clique is like oh look at these guys you know thinking that they're better than us uh, a white expat well, not clique, integrating not yeah, making the effort exactly. but leave the japanese be yeah there we go <laughs> um there was an interesting article yeah. in rice media about um the the french enclave in serangoon and so uh, one guy was interviewed and it's like, oh, you know, they're, they're my neighbors, but, you know, we don't get to talk that much. And, you know, they don't speak English. And then uh, that's because in the, out of their 
country and they're not speaking English and that's fine. You know, it takes a while and all that stuff. And but see, I've like this makes me so angry. Yeah. And so I think so that's yeah. and I think really this is the core of the feeling of when I'm uncomfortable because then we're talking about my partner, someone that yeah. I love, someone that I respect, someone that I admire. And then you talk to me like I lowered myself to be with this man that like I'm thinking is like the best thing in the world. You know what I mean? So I think you get v naturally very protective and very like just extremely uncomfortable. I mean, if even outside of dating, I made this, I made the experience in Singapore and I wanted to enter a club and I was told you can come in for free, but your brown girls, but, but your brown friends stay outside. That's just and you're just like, what the fuck? You think I'm going to go party alone shit, in your dude. shit club? You know, like it's just, I mean, stuff like that. And I think you, it's just normal that I think that's why I feel uncomfortable because there's no props or whatever. There's just this, this sense of getting really protective over the person that I love as an equal. I Jasmine, I, I totally feel you on this. Um, yeah. Like, because you're looking at the person and then, like, and a lot of this happens for a lot of our friends too. It's like everybody's just looking at the race and everybody's looking at, you know, perceived social desirability of that particular category and it, it just angers um, a lot of people and, yeah, it, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, but having said this, Jasmine, like, has it gotten to a point of actual strain um, has it like strained your relationship if i may ask relationships if i may ask no no okay. not the relationships i mean i think all the men i've dated except for the sri lankan guy um with his mom who was a bit worried um i think they all had been in interracial relationships themselves in yeah. uh, um you know came from from i mean if you talk about a black man it's very common that they dated outside the races because outside their race because you know if, if they most of the countries have more Caucasian, uh, Caucasian people, yeah. so um, statistically, that's just going to be yeah. the case, right? Yeah. So, like, it, it was it, it was less uncommon, and and I think, as I said, for the Sri Lankan guy, there was this example where I know his mom was scared, and then she was like, "Wait a minute, you've been paying your bills on time ever since that girl <laughs> showed up. Tell her I said hi. You know, how's she doing? Let me send you guys something. You know, and I, and I, I appreciate I that. a good place, but that's still kind of. <laughs> but then you know what I liked about it? I felt like I got to make it right. Like right. I felt a little bit like this whole worry and this whole um that stereotype she had put on me i got to clear that up because he like he was doing better he was in time for his job and all this stuff like he was doing better when i when i came so i managed to just still show her hey white woman is a good woman too so i kind of it if it, 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 it to me it ended up being a good experience because i felt like i could get i could get it right well, I guess that it would change if it happens time and time again to the point where you probably go like, why am I putting the work to change their minds? And I think uh, like, and once again, maybe I'm just speaking from my experience, but it's like, uh, for me, it's always been about, um, you know, overcoming certain stereotypes when especially, you know, from um, the, uh, my, my partner's friends and all that, um, not, like, not right now, but like previously. Um, and so the struggle has always been me trying to punch above my weight just to somehow be worthy of, you know, their appreciation. Where it's like, oh, he's not like the others. And every time I hear that, right, it just rankles so much. Like every once in a while, it's fine. And I get it. You know, a lot of people probably haven't seen or interacted with Indian nationals that much. And I totally get it. Like, um, quick side, um, you know, some of my colleagues, um, I'm the first Indian national that they've met. Yeah. 
you know yeah. so like they of course had these stereotypes and all that but after like meeting with me i've just become their window to india and it's like every morning like this old sweet old lady she'd be like oh you know like this happened like i read this news about this uh, aircraft that crashed in the airport is that close to your place and all that stuff so she'd be like this is close to my place but did you know indians have huge sticks <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like note it <laughs> nah she'd be like how dare you speak to me like that and then she goes back home and she's like <laughs> no now you hold the responsibilities of all Indians and you can create a picture here don't mess yeah, it up no, I mean so I do enjoy that facet so it, it goes back to the idea that you know people are just regular folks and but you again know. something that makes me a bit angry because I'm the privileged white woman and Germany is Germany is a little bit of Japan and of Europe you know like oh you guys right, are time so you guys got everything right you know, this and this yeah. and I'm like no our trains break down all the time <laughs> like we're far from Japan that's like one thing but then also there's this constant that I'm efficient you know what I'm efficient because I'm the laziest fuck. So, you know, but Malaysia la lazy, but I'm efficient. I'm like, no, 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 no. You didn't like the reason I'm efficient is so I can go home um, um, early and put my feet up and do nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but yeah. no one would ever said that to me. So I think what makes me angry here is that, um, again, and you're someone that I love and I have so many friends that are Indians and Sri Lankan, whatever. I feel like you have to fight a very different stereotype yes i had this one thing you know where people be like oh the wild white woman how much does it really affect me in my real life in my day to day it doesn't really but you yeah. know what bothers me is 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 you know what what you have what you have in in, in dating and in, re in life is just that simply something that you're given that has nothing to do with you your country where you were born in There's nothing that you've like ger that I'm German is nothing that I achieved. Yeah. You know, it, is, it doesn't say shit about me, but people are like, this is one efficient woman in time, smart, all that, like all that stuff that just comes with my passport yeah. that I have not done anything for. And you have the negative stuff that you have to like, you know, path the way sometimes It's even, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I don't dwell on this, you know, because no, you shouldn't like once again, like the, the way I not see worth it, the energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the, the way I see it, a lot of these, um, you know, difficulties, as I said before, you know, can be overcome and are overcome with just a wee bit of effort. Right. So I think the problem comes when comparisons are made. Right. So there's someone, um, you know, I know who once talked about this. So, you know, we were just talking about, you know, our friends who are struggling with this and always tend to talk about how it's a struggle being an Indian man and all that stuff. And he said something interesting to the tune where um, it's because we're making comparisons. We're making comparisons with different groups of people, and somehow we feel like. Um, why Give me is an this example of comparison. So, um, let's say you're traveling in in Cambodia in a bus, right? So, if you're traveling in Cambodia in a bus, um, and let's say you know you're hanging out with a bunch of people and all that, um, the bus drivers are more likely to you know pick out. Um, tourists who are Western versus someone who is, you know, Indian or or Chinese, etc., etc. Right. So, and by by virtue of that, the people that that bus driver chose gets to go on one bus, and they get to forge relationships. Whereas this person, who eventually catches up, misses out on all that stuff. And so this person feels like, oh, you know, I feel like I missed out because of my race. You know. <sighs> In this particular instance, you know, there's probably some prejudice at play or, you know, just some sort of uh, idea that the Cambodian bus driver thinks that these are Western tourists, so they're probably going to pay more. So it's a purely economic concern, perhaps. But, like, it just builds up a narrative that somehow a particular group 
simply by being socially desirable um, gets more opportunities than this person does, right? So then it just it trickles down to dating, it trickles down into, um, you know, employment and all of that stuff, right? So uh, what, like what I was told, uh, you know, about that particular instance um, was that, you know, comparisons can kill you, right? It's important to understand that your journey, especially in dating, has to be your own. Yeah. And making comparisons, it's, it's unfortunate. Sometimes it's the reality Toxic. of things. But, you know, just work on yourself and, you know, just, just figure it out, right? And I've always taken that approach, and it has helped me in a lot of ways. Um, I, I like to think, and at the risk of bragging, I like to think that I use these stereotypes to my advantage. And not, not in a weird way. Like, I'm not conforming. Uh, I'm not, like, trying to perpetuate stereotypes or just, you know, lean on them for social uh, validation. But it's just, like, talking about it. You're aware of it. And, it, look, and I, th I, th I think that is great. Um, I have... Um, been with someone who is like this tall black man in Singapore and um, in, in other countries that he's lived in as well. He is used to walking into the room and being the center of attention because it's impossible not to notice him. Yeah. And he loves it. Like he owns makes it, it work. He fucking owns it. Yeah. And he makes it work in his job. He makes it work in, in, in whenever he goes out, wherever he travels. And I think that's amazing. Like I admire that about him. But what I know, like for myself, for, you know, I'm a social person. I like to talk and all that stuff, but I don't like to get attention in, okay. in that sense. Like I remember when I was, I don't know. I remember whenever I walk through little India and people stare at me, I just wanted if I if there was a tunnel I could choose, I would do it. And right. and like but or, or even, in, you know, when I'm with an. an with a partner of, of a different color and people look at us, I don't think it's great. I'd rather not be looked at at all. Um, when I go to a f food court, people look at me because like, I know how to use an Asian spoon. I get props <laughs> for that. <laughs> and like, y'all haven't seen me with chopsticks. You think I'm here for two days. So it's just like... I've, I've been here for seven years. I kind of would not like to get it. But I re so I'm, what I'm trying to say is, and again, I'm, I am from a race where I, I don't have to worry because it's usually my advantage. But if I was Indian, as someone who doesn't like the attention so much, um, then it's just I don't know how to work with it. You can, and so does the, the man that I just mentioned. But um, what I'm saying is it's not always fair because you yeah. need to I be mean, a tar type of person that is. You know, some people's strength is not talking and breaking eyes. That's, and that's fair. It's good and important to be aware of and to be honest, I make use of it too. Or like as I said, I want to be aware of my privileges. But I'm just saying that not everyone can yeah, work I mean with it the way you can. Not everyone yeah, is as I charming as you are, Rindo. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you. Uh, I take that compliment wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, folks. Um, but no, no. I, I, you know what? I no, just realized that. No, but you are one of these people that own it. Like I will yeah. honestly, Rindo, you are one of the only people out of all the people I met in nine years in Singapore, seven years in Singapore, that I remember, like I have a picture of you when I saw you the first time in that bar talking about your trip and like saying a lot of really inappropriate jokes. And, and I just like, I remember you there. Well, and I, mean, I have this yeah. picture of you because you were like this guy that was telling the story and everyone was listening to you and, <laughs> and it just worked for you, make all this fun. Of, of also this, you use your, the stereotype yeah. to make fun of and stuff like this. You really work it. You know, yeah. but not everyone does. So yeah, I mean, now that he put it that way, I realize that it's it's 
unreasonable to expect everyone to is like, oh, hey guys, are you sad? Stop being sad. Oh, are you not confident? Be confident. Yeah, okay, exactly. I, yeah, that was probably not the best approach to take. But yeah, I mean, and especially when it comes to dating, I, I think everybody Again, is vulnerable. Again, we should. <laughs> People don't know that. But there was a time we wanted to do a flirt or dating yeah. consultancy. <laughs> we should fucking do that. Are you Indian? Do you need confidence? <laughs> Here is your Be coach. Be confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh Indian <man>. hit here. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Wow, yeah, that was a while ago. Got a first client coming later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Preference versus prejudice. We did cover some of this. We did. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. So as part of this, I want to show you a video. Having a racial preference when dating. No. Yes. Depends. Some people, it matters to their family. Um, some of them have grandparents that only speak Chinese and you want them to integrate into your family, you know, and then that's an issue. So then, yeah, I think for some people, yes, you want a specific race. But then if for my background, where it doesn't pacify anybody, then I think it doesn't matter. But then at the same time, it's also like, why can't you have a Malay boyfriend and then teach my family to integrate this Malay person also? That one is very difficult because you have to educate so many people. So I think it's okay to have a racial preference for sake of ease. So my mom is Chinese. I was predominantly proud of my mom. My dad's Polish. My brother lives with my dad. His racial preference is uh, European. My racial preference is Chinese. And that has a lot to do with family background, upbringing, whether uh, preferences in even lifestyle. So I think when I consider all those factors of uh, chemistry and how I bond with this person, I would choose someone of uh, someone that has chemistry with me. I think that has almost nothing to do with race. If 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 I meet a Malay girl who has or an Indian girl or, or white girl who has shares those attributes with me, I think I would find the same kind of chemistry and you know uh, still choose to you know date her and whatever. But because I'm used to my upbringing and my culture right now, it is easier for me to find someone uh, with similar preferences. So this is why I say no. I'm very confused because based on your notification, your answer should be yes. Why? Because you said you would date someone who is Indian, Malay, white. I mean, because of the assumption that you yeah. have more yeah. in common. Yeah. I think the racism comes from the fact that you assume that only people of a certain race will fit your preference. Mm. So okay. going back to what you said about chemistry, watching shows, eating food, you're assuming that it's primarily Chinese people that will fit this preference. And that is racist. Mm. So when you think about racial preference, you think it's very individual choice. But it is not. Because you are a person who lives in a society, who lives within a family, who lives within a country, who lives in the world, all your like choices, right? Whatever you think are choices and free wills are not. They are shaped by your biases, they are shaped by how you are brought up, by um, who your parents are and how they were brought up. And sometimes a lot of it is subconscious. You don't even realize that you have the bias. So for you to like think about it as like, no, it's not racist, it's a bit problematic because you you also don't know, and I don't think it's your fault. You also don't know that, oh shit, I'm like biased in this sense, you know? And I think that's that's the thing that we need to like maybe read more about or talk more about and like make ourselves aware that it kind of like exists at the surface. Like even when I first met my girlfriend's family, who's Chinese, I had to sort of 
kind of like getting to understand how we we have chemistry or like how I can be easily included within the family and stuff like that. Exactly. But yeah, it's like a problem. Like they assume <laughs> that you can't fit into their family. Yeah. I mean, at least you got to that step. People have told me, oh, I sorry, I don't, I don't date Malays. Uh, before even speaking to me, the fact that your dating pool has now insanely decreased because you're of a particular race. I, I mean, appreciate that you you have experienced it before, and so maybe you understand a bit better. But minorities experience that a lot. Yeah. My experience and my friends' experiences as Indian women, mm. non-Indians, they are like, we don't want to date you because you're Indian, and then. There are the Indian men who use Chinese women to increase their people. So, and then they don't want us also. And you're like, why is my race always such a stumbling block when it comes to dating? Having understood this a little bit better, I want to change my answer. Like forming relationships, especially romantic relationships, is something that is like almost one of our baser human rights, you know, and, and it really shouldn't be affected by something like race. Thank you. <laughs> so, this like okay so uh, what are your thoughts about the video um i like that every opinion is is brought in um i i think every comment was sensible and reasonable to mm -hmm. be honest I, I don't even think there's any of these that i would take out yeah. um i i really like what he said the the polish chinese guy who said um i think my preference is very much to what i'm known and who i who i it's, it's something I said earlier, right? Like, um, for me, hip-hop culture, people that listen to the same music, that have the same, you know, the same type of comedy and that we laugh at and all that stuff, it's much easier for me to connect with and I, I click really quickly with these people um, and that sometimes is more reflected in one specific race. So I, I, I really like what he said there. I think my preference is, my preference is, not, really, is not really a color, but maybe what I'm used to and what I grew up and where I find more people that I'm connecting with is more reflected in one specific race. So I agree with that, but I also agree with what the lady on the right said um, in terms of um, there are biases that we're not aware of and we have to talk more to make ourselves aware of it. So. I agree with... <laughs> um, I agree with a lot of points that you said uh, and... I dare say that they make a lot of sense, but I also understand that this is a, a curated uh, space. Um, and I just felt like they weren't speaking their mind, you know? Um, let's take the Polish-Chinese dude, for example. He was like, oh, I'm okay with um, anyone as long as they fit with certain values. And I believe that the Indian girl called him out on it. And okay, call him out is probably like not the right word to use, but I just felt like everybody's trying so hard to be politically correct at the expense of being truthful, you know? Um, what, and that's that's all I have to say about that specific piece. Um, I want to focus on what the Indian girl said. The last one that said the whole bias thing? Uh, no, no, the, the other girl who said that uh, Indian men choose Chinese girls, you know, to elevate themselves. Oh, of so, course. So this was very interesting Not because... Not choose, she said use <laughs> Chinese girls. Yes, use Chinese girls, right? So it's essentially, it's, it goes back to what we talked about social proof. So it it's goes like back to you, Rindo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. Okay, so here's the context, right? So I was hanging out with a bunch of podcasters and they sh showed me this video. So we're like, you know, hanging out at their place and then, uh, you know, they played this video and then this came up and I was like, what? And then w one of the guys was like, so! <laughs> 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 um, 
um, spotlight on you. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, I was just uh, kind of flustered. So then, when I went back home, I watched this video again, <laughs> and then okay, then I realized she didn't use like all Indian men. It was like some Indian men, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So maybe she has had some experience. But I think we cannot discount the fact that if, as as an Indian woman, she probably does have certain uh, prejudices and stereotypes that um, she needs to overcome, and you know that that needs to be ad- I don't know if it needs to be addressed, but like we need to be made aware of it, right? So that was like an interesting way of looking at it. We should know her reality yeah. and like include that into the whole picture. Yeah. Um, as, as a short aside, there was this um, uh, OK Cupid survey sometime in the 2009 or 2011 or something where they looked at, um, you know, so OK Cupid at the time was the biggest dating platform in the world at the time. And so they had like a ton of data as to um, who gets the most matches, who gets the fastest responses and all that stuff. So they managed to like, categorize who doesn't have to, who gets more dates than they have to send messages to, which kind of people, or which nationality like sends most people to and all that. So the outcome of that survey was that um, Asian men and black women consistently get the least responses, the least dates, despite putting in disproportionately more work into this, right? So there are these things that come into play. Um, it n- It isn't necessarily anybody's fault. So the person who doesn't respond to, let's say, an Asian man or a black woman, like, isn't racist because they don't do it. But, like, collectively, there's a pattern, you know? So those are the things that I think, uh, you know, she as an Indian woman is facing, you know? So she's like, I don't think she's pointing fingers on specific races and all that. It's just that the odds are often stacked, which makes it struggle, which makes her struggle. Um, I want to go back to what I earlier said about not making comparisons. And uh, I think this is a good example where even though she doesn't want to, it's just still thrown in her face all the time. And so that was one interesting um, aspect of it. Um, the, what the Malay girl was talking about, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, cultural affinity, it'd be nice to have someone who can speak language to uh, my grandparents and stuff like that. I understand that, but at the same time, I, I often feel like it's a cop-out, you know, because um, if I were to be subjective, this wouldn't happen if she was dating a Japanese man. Maybe I'm being subjective. Maybe I'm being judgmental right now. Maybe I'm assuming. But if someone is, you know, paired with someone of high social desirability, none of these things matter. You know, Um, it goes back to a conversation what I had, uh, a conversation I had with someone with relation to uh, renting and real estate. And this is a conversation literally about discrimination. So he was like, he's in the rental space. And he was like, yeah, these things exist, but once you establish that you are desirable or if you have, uh, you know, if you're looking for a 10K per month apartment, none of these conversations matter, you know? So it's like prejudice out the window, you know? Um, so if you are socially desirable, these conversations don't matter. I, I feel like what she was saying was one of those things. So it's like, yes, these conditions apply only if regular people, but otherwise... No, I think you're right. You I know, think so you're right. and But then again, it's... Yeah, it's it's very much in in the Singapore and Asian context because if if I bring it back to the example for my mom, I know that my mom genuinely will like it. Just would be nicer to speak German if because I want to connect to your man. Yeah, so like I you know what I mean. So so I think it really is specifically in the context of of Singapore, obviously, um, where you know you have these different expectations or prejudices in terms of of, of different races. So I think yeah, I, I think you're right. I agree. I agree with everything that you said. I want to I wanna add on to just maybe one thing. I feel like I've been overly critical. Um, I don't think I'm 
telling anyone that they're wrong because I think when it comes to preference, right, it's really hard to judge people for it because it's a deeply personal thing, you know? Um, like if you have a preference, you can't say, it, it's not, it's unkind to tell them that your preference is wrong. That's the thing, like you cannot, but but what, what I th th because it has all these layers and here again um, is the layer that I am a white woman that has suffered as the trophy and like had bad experience from that or is the issue that I am the Indian man who had bad experience because other Indians have made other women feel uncomfortable and now I have to overcome that. So there's so many layers and aspects and perspectives to it that you can't, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That already add to it. Then how did I grow up? What do I, like, again, what the Chinese p Polish guy said, to, I think it's very applicable. How did I grow up? Who I'm connecting with because we're sharing the same culture and likes and be it music or hobbies or whatever. I think this is still a really huge part of our preference, but it's it's in our environment and context and, and the experiences that we've made, we've had and people around us had. I think it's just way too many layers to say this is right or wrong. It's just such a complex topic with so many realities. The, the generous side of me wants to say that, yes, you're absolutely right. But there is one part of me, and I'll be brutally honest, there's one part of me, it's like, what a fucking cop-out, guys. You know, speak your truth. You know, it's like I think I just felt that everybody here was trying so hard to project an image of inclusivity. So what would what would you think would be the most honest answer? Someone would have said like, yeah, I just want a Chinese girl. If you would have said that. It's it would be it would be crass. But if that is their truth, I but think what I liked about his about example it. that he said, I grew up with my mother in Asia and my brother grew up in the West and we have different pre preferences based on where we grew up. I think that wasn't a bad example. But mm. it, was that the example that where they grew up, a white woman is more favorable than here a Chinese woman is? Um, I'm struggling to unpack that, to be honest, because on the one hand, I do understand that, you know, how you grow up plays a part in how you choose you know, your partner or what you particularly like. Um, I guess my issue wasn't with what he said. It was just about my perception of him, you know, just throwing out platitudes um, for the camera versus actually being honest about it. This is me being completely biased. Maybe I'm looking at it purely cynically and I'm seeing these guys using all the right buzzwords and all that stuff. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. So guys. what is it? What, what would you have liked to hear? Like, what was the truth that you feel I don't know. you I wanted think, to hear? I think. I don't Speak know. Speak your truth. <laughs> what, what, what would have been your answer? I, I think what would have been your answer? Exactly. Um, if you were sitting with them. Damn it. I wish I did not. <laughs> I, I wish I did not go down this route. Um, specifically about um, racial preference in dating. Um, I would say that I have no preference, but I will admit that the novelty does excite me. So I've, you know, uh, my dating life has been... The thumbs up? <laughs> no, well, it's not about the social proof, though. Yeah, um, no, 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 it's, it's mostly about, like, the sense that, hey, you know, this is something new, um, and I would gravitate towards something like that, and I dare say it's mostly an extension of my personality in which I, pr I like novelty, right? Yeah. So I would go with that, but then now that you asked me this and now that I put it this way, I sound exactly like those guys. So I'm going to take back everything I said. I'm probably going to cut this entire clip out of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay, all right. Um, that's, a, that's a fair point. Man, I think this really 
exemplifies how difficult it is to talk about and how preference. it's every different experience how we grew up what we get from others like again when i get the question and it's like oh you're dating a brown or black man i get so protective like so i'm more offended by the like almost feel insulted because i feel like you're offending someone that i love while you're like oh my you're giving me the thumbs up you we're getting very different experience but it's that's just one example obviously yeah. so, but that's what i'm saying i think there is no straight straight answer to it yeah. it's the same for when i was wondering like is that fetish thing a neutral thing? Is it an insult and all that stuff? It just that, and that's what we're having the conversation for, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. To show how complex this topic is with gender, race, who is the other race that you're with, and all that stuff, and all that in one specific context, and that is tiny red dot Singapore. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna end with um, maybe thoughts about. Um, preference versus prejudice, right? So uh, just to quickly backtrack for a very short while. Um, so for me, preference is about like, you know, something that you like, there is a positive connotation to it, whereas um, prejudice is about like negating a particular community and all that, right? And once again, it goes back to what we said about our preferences are entirely based on our, our upbringing, our, you know, what we saw, what we've seen, what we've experienced, and therefore we gravitate towards certain things. but I do believe that we all owe it to ourselves to, you know, do some self-introspection as to why there is a specific exclusivity, or sorry, um, let me rephrase that. Um, why is there a specific exclusion to your preference? And this is where it gets slightly problematic. Um, an example that I want to use is a conversation that I had recently uh, where someone said, um, oh, I'm okay with dating anyone except if they're Muslim. So, um, once again, you know, we could chalk it down to preference, and there's and it, it it gets a little difficult because you know, coming from India, there's like we feel it, there's a political angle to it, but it may not be just his preference and whatever. But at the same time, I just feel that he hasn't put enough thought as to why that is, right? We can we can assume that there's a lot of uh, issues around it because uh, the Muslim charter, for example, so you have to convert in order to marry. There's, he's probably um, uh, exposed to friends who are more devout. Um, and therefore he feels like, okay, religion is a big part of their life and that's why he wants to avoid that particular, you know, difficulty and trouble. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to make sweeping assumptions, I think every, every once in a while reviewing it would be ideal in the sense that are you disallowing yourself the opportunity to meet new people simply because of an arbitrary boundary that you made based on something a while ago. And uh, it's, it's, it's something like spring cleaning, you know? I, I, I like what you're saying and I I sometimes sit down with myself and be like, hey, um, do you need to open up a little bit more mm. on, on just like who you're... But then there's this one thing that I can help and that's my natural sense or feeling of attraction. Yep. You walk in, I think you're hot, I think you're hot and yep. unfortunately that didn't happen with that yes. blonde man so far. So, so like th that's yeah. the thing, like I'm trying to tell myself... Um, if I'm trying to tell myself, you know, open up, maybe you should just, nah, 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 so am I going to go out with someone that I don't think is hot? Because yeah, that, that is the simple start of it. It is the naked attraction, right? It is the first, the appearance is a thing. And, and, and that, again, is a preference. I don't know how, m how much that is something that you can talk about, like race and yada, 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 because I'm l now I'm talking about features. Yeah. You know, hair color, whatever, something that 
for some reason, I think is more interesting than another hair color. You know, uh, you bring up an excellent point. At the end of the day, um, we can rationalize our choices all, do all we want, but naked attraction is going to trump all of them. You know, so it's like, and then you're going to retroactively apply justifications to it just to say, that, hey, I like this person just because of this. And then but there's the like the all the other like things, right? Like voice, smell, like these things that we are not yeah. aware of. So that those things will still come in at, at some point. So I think as much as I think it's, it's good to, ca to call us out and like call myself out and be like, hey, you know, don't do this because you're generalizing a race yeah. or anything like that. But in the end, I'm also not going to force myself to go out with someone that I just not yeah, find attractive. Yeah. And that's where it gets interesting because then it's like, in that case, you know, just taking calling them out on their preference slash prejudice is unfair because it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, what right do you have to force? To tell know? me what I should yeah, like. You know, so it, yeah, it's true. At the end of the day, uh, preference, prejudice, whatever it may be, uh, it's a deeply personal thing. And I think no one should judge that except the person who has these preference or prejudices. Yeah. So, um, but still, we should always be encouraged to have the awareness yeah. of why we're choosing partners. Yeah. We all know that we can't change who we're attracted to, yeah. but have the awareness. Yeah. Um, speak about it I guess yeah. I think that's important and I don't think we have to like hold a gun to our heads you know for not doing it um, but yeah I don't know like you know self uh, self introspection is always always great especially when it comes to like deeply personal topics so um, yeah I think it's important to talk about and that's what we're doing so mic drop no, like, but I mean it, like, we wanted to have this conversation, I think, a year ago, way yeah. before you started this whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, when you asked me if I'm okay to do this on video, I'm like, oh, really, are we talking about this on video? But at the same time, I immediately thought, I think this is an important topic, and I'm so glad we're finally doing this. This yes. is my third podcast with you, and it's that one topic I always wanted to do, because I, I think it's interesting, and I think it's important to talk about, because there's so many couples affected, and I think so many people that because it has so many angles i like the idea of us two sharing that experience you know that's what we're all about and that's what living in line city is all about um before we wrap it up um any final thoughts jasmine no i think i just really that was my final thought oh I think right it's just something Damn it, that okay. you <laughs> no but i really like i can encourage no. people to have the open conversation i think it was nice i like the opportunity to share some experiences um f you know some things that i've I don't like yeah. that I experience um, and being approached when people know who I'm dating. Um, I like to hear your thoughts. I just, I'm just glad we had this conversation. I think it's a good one to have, I especially did. in Singapore. And uh, thank you so much, Jasmine, for being part of this. Um, I guess all I wanted to say at this point was that I went into the conversation with a definitive idea of what is justified and what's not. And even though in the back of my head, I felt that, okay, it's a deeply personal thing and sometimes you shouldn't judge people, you called me out on me judging people, you know, especially as far as the video is concerned. So um, it just goes to show that even though I'm informed of a lot of things, even though I feel like I understand the, um, you know, the underlying behaviors and all that stuff, I still get content in this bullshit, right? I still... I'm judgmental of preferences that I have no right to judge. But I think at the same time, I don't want to, I'm not sure if I can say that, but I find it's almost impossible 
to be 100% correct because it is impossible to include everyone's experience. Like, as I said earlier with my, priv my privilege, I know it's there, but it's impossible to know the extent of it. Yeah. And so whatever we're thinking, we can try to be aware, we can try to have those conversations and call ourselves out and all that stuff. But I think it's just human and normal that we'll never get to the point where it's perfectly yeah. correct and in everyone's perspective. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think there's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be like friction along these, um, you know, uh, fault lines. And I shouldn't call them fault lines. I mean, these things happen. And uh, honestly, the more we talk about this, I think the better understanding we have. Amen. And on that note, Jasmine, it was an absolute pleasure having you.